Hey, I'm Kevin Burke, 93 Dizzy Dean World Series champion. My eight-year-old team won 50 games last year, and I have so many rings and trophies, I can't even keep up with them all. Wait, you're saying nobody cares? That that That's not going to get my kid to the big leagues? All right, all right. Let's talk about what really matters. Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. I'm Kevin Burke, the host, and I'm excited today to bring you China McCarney, who is a vice president with Jagger Sports. And just to be clear, I am receiving zero compensation from Jagger. I'm receiving not even a discount. Um, I do, however, have five sets of J-bands, as well as the Jagger year-round throwing manual that I'll be giving away to listeners. So make sure you pay attention, listen, and either in the middle or towards the end, I don't know, um, I'll let you know how you can win that. But that's, I don't know exactly, but that's probably um, almost a $100 value there. And it's something I think that everybody, um, no matter the age, could use. So anyway, I've, I've received a lot of feedback. You love interviews. You love me bringing on people who have been there, done that, who are experts in their field and can provide information. And in this case, arm care and arm health is something I get a lot of questions about. I did an episode a few weeks weeks back about coaches ruining youth arms. And the premise, though, around it, um, at least where I'm starting from, is we don't take arm care seriously until it's too late, right? And so in this case, China is going to walk us through what is arm care, what is arm health and conditioning, how can the Jager Sports program help you. And even if you're not interested in purchasing any of Jager's products, that's totally fine. I think this will get you thinking about when you should start thinking about arm care. I know when I was growing up, nobody even talked about arm care until I was in high school. And then, you know, we had icing and and we ran. We certainly didn't have any type of band work. Um, Now, if you go on fields all across the country, especially at the high school level and up, everybody has uh, a J band or or a competitor brand band that they are using uh, before they even throw. And while I'm not saying you have to start this at seven, earlier is certainly better. And so um, I think you'll like this episode. We go about 30 minutes. We talk, like I said, about what is arm care and conditioning, why it's important, when you should start, what you can do. And then also um, China does talk a little bit about Jager Sports and how you can find out more information about what they have to offer. But at the end of the day, my purpose is to just get you thinking, hopefully that you can now take better care of your son or your team's arm. And um, if you have any questions, certainly let me know. We'll jump into the interview. I'll come back and close us up and I hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, I am joined today by China McCarney, Vice President at Jager Sports. Um, first off, China, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. So if you could just start out, give us a quick introduction so the listeners know who you are and a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk about Jager Sports, and then we'll jump right into the content. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my name's China McCarney, like you said. Um, I've been with Jager Sports for 22 years now, which is hard to believe. Um, I went to my first camp when I was 12 years old um, in 1999, so you can do the math on why I have no hair anymore. But um, yeah, I uh, played baseball until I was 25 years old, until 2012, and um, played professionally, was drafted by the Indians in 2008, went back to college, drafted by the Rays in 2009, and uh, finished up my career uh, in 2012 before kind of moving over to the real world with Jager Sports full-time and been here ever since. Perfect. So tell us what is, I know some people may know this, but what is Jager Sports? Yeah, Jager Sports is an arm care and conditioning um, company in Southern California. We also do mental training. Um, a lot of people out there will know us for the J-bands um, that you've seen in all those cool colors on the fence. Um, but we specialize in taking care of the arm. We're not big on mechanics, mechanical work, pitching lessons, anything like that. It's strictly getting into the nuances of how to take care of your arm, how to do an off-season progression, um, and basically just how to 365 days a year make sure your arm's in a great space and place to be healthy first and foremost and then get stronger um, because we all know velocity is a big buzzword that people are trying to achieve. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because you hear a lot of people, a lot of people want to throw hard and a lot of people want to have a, a healthy arm so you can throw for, for longer or you have a longer, maybe longevity. Um, but sometimes those work together and sometimes they don't. Um, one of the things, so for the elbow up community, um, our audience really is geared towards younger kids. So when I go to the, the high school field, I see a lot of guys using J bands. Um, I see guys icing after they pitch potentially, maybe they run, um, you know, different things. Uh, but with a younger maybe audience, how early should we start thinking about arm health, arm care, arm conditioning? That's a great question. Um, and that's a question that we get oftentimes here at Jager Sports. And sort of our default answer is to be realistic about the athlete in question or the group of athletes in questions. If you have an eight-year-old that um, isn't as focused as he could be or she could be when you're at the field trying to work with them on more nuances and they're trying to just have fun they just want to hit and just want to run it's no problem if they don't start at eight years old um, but if you have a dedicated athlete um, there is no wrong answer like you're not going to do any detriment to an athlete if they want to do bands at eight years old they want to do bands at nine years old and the earlier you start with at least prioritizing arm care and conditioning the more prepared they're going to be when their body starts to develop in their teen years 13 14 15 into high school and beyond and so um, at least bringing it up at nine or 10 years old um, is a good idea, showing them the bands, seeing their, their interest in it, um, but not forcing it because you don't want to take the fun um, away from it. You don't want it to become a chore. Um, and so it's really kind of reading, you know, based on your relationship. I know a lot of the listeners will probably be dads, moms and coaches. And so you're gonna know your athletes pretty well and whether or not they're disciplined um, to implement an arm care and conditioning routine, but the earlier the better because it's going to put them um, or separate them from their peers if they do start at 10 or 11 uh, to prepare them for when their bodies start to get older and develop. 
Okay, that's that's a good answer. Uh, and I think it's like for everybody listening, it's like a lot of things I talk about. There, you have to know the kid. You can't coach. Uh, a, a team or a group of nine-year-olds that you know everybody the same some kids um, just want to be there because they want they, they want to have fun with their buddies and they want to go out to eat afterwards and then other guys are, are super competitive and, and much more advanced and so you have to teach things differently you have to talk to them differently you even have to have different expectations so it makes sense that when it comes to these types of things I, I, I want to be careful though to say arm health or arm conditioning or arm care is probably the right word here um, it's always important i'm not diminishing or we're not diminishing that it's just at what um age i think the question was should we you know begin to have more of a regiment um around that so uh great answer there so talk to us a little bit just about what is arm care because i know some people think about maybe how often they throw some people think about using tools like j bands some people think about icing or running um uh, maybe even limiting pitch counts, things like that. But what is arm care? Yeah, I think a little bit of everything that you just said. Um, for us, it's basically having intention anytime you're going to throw or anything that you're going to do that puts your arm in the best position for success. And success to us, first and foremost, is being healthy because healthy means you can train. Training means you can get stronger. Being stronger means you can add velocity, which I think in the end, everybody wants a strong arm. Um, but the number one thing for us is anytime you're going to do the act of throwing, anytime you're going to throw a ball, you're doing something to prepare your arm for that before you pick up that ball. So, you know, traditionally, especially at a young age, when you think about throwing or warming up, you pick up a ball and you start to throw it. Um, but Alan Jager um, always says, warm up to throw, don't throw to warm up. And so for us, it's arm circles and bands 100% of the time before you're gonna throw the ball. Um, we can get into the science behind it, blood flow, heat, range of motion, a bunch of things that are going to prep your arm and put it in a great position to perform that act. Um, and the analogy I like to use with people that usually resonates very well is if I told you in 10 minutes, you're going to run a 40 yard dash for your best time. Uh, you're going to make sure those hammies and those quads, especially at my age, are nice and loose, nice and warm, so that when you call on your legs to sprint and try to get a good time for the 40-yard dash, you're prepared to do that act. And so it's the same thing with the arm. If you do arm circles, bands, get heat, get your body prepared, um, that's arm care to us because that's going to put yourself in the best position to perform whatever throwing that is that day. Um, and you can add layers and layers and layers on that. But just for the sake of the listener, I think that's a great step one to start is anytime you're going to throw, make sure you prepare the arm to throw. And this might be a little bit long winded, but I want to sort of add a piece to that last question that you asked about what age and whatnot and kind of combine it with this. If you explain the why of why you're doing something. So if you have an athlete at 9, 10, 11 years old and you just say do bands and they don't know why or they don't know what the benefit is or they don't know how this is gonna help their future, they're gonna be a lot less inclined to buy in because it's just a rubber band that they've never seen before clicking on the fence and they don't know the exercises. But if you're 
involved in that journey and they know you care about them and you explain this is going to make your arm feel better this is going to make you throw harder this is going to prepare you for later in life and x y and z i think there'll be a lot more buy-in especially at that younger level to where this is why we're doing it and then they can get a lot more on board and buy into prepping the arm to do the act of throwing yeah, that's perfect. And I would just echo that, whether it's arm care or whether it's their swing or why they're doing something in a specific position on the field, people learn better. Kids learn better when they understand the why. And so, um, you know, I see a lot of guys, whether, you know, like you said, arm care, but even coaching uh, in a game, you know, explain why you're asking them to do something. They'll internalize that better and, and they'll be able to, um, you know, do it better moving forward. All right. So in addition to we've talked about J bands, we've talked about warming up. Um, that seems to be something that we're going to do maybe before we throw either at practice or at, or at a game. One thing, though, that that you mentioned earlier for Jager Sports that was important is is throwing programs and, and how that fits into the overall maybe arm care, arm health. Talk a little bit about a throwing program. What is a throwing program? Yeah. So a throwing program is just an intentional plan um, to kind of build the foundation of your arm based on what the year is going to look like for you. So for a college or professional athlete, it's a lot more structured, scheduled. There's a very serious off-season program where we build them up for six to eight weeks. Um, and it's a progression so that you build the foundation right and you're not dealing with dealing with setbacks throughout the season. For youth athletes, for younger athletes, it's a lot more simple and it just comes down to probably not the athlete themselves because they're a little young. So a coach or a parent basically just kind of mapping out the year. If you know your little league season or your your season is between, let's say, April and June, well, then, you know, maybe in March, because at the younger age, you don't need six to eight weeks. You might need two to four weeks to kind of build up, get ready for practice. And then the practice will help continue to prepare for when you're going to be in games, pitching or whatnot. So you maybe do two to four weeks in March, just starting off slow, maybe three times a week doing arm circles and bands. Then the fourth day, adding a little bit of throwing and you progress. And that's all stuff. The nuances of that we could talk for hours on the podcast about the duration, the amount of time, the feet and everything like that. But just to give a snapshot for the audience, that's what it basically is. A throwing program is mapping out what your arm is going to need at what time of the year and then working backwards so that you guarantee that you build a foundation of health and strength before you're called on in a game. And one of the most common mistakes we see at Jager Sports is someone's halfway through a season their parent coach mother isn't happy with the way that season's going or the way their arm is looking and they call us and they want to add five miles per hour by tomorrow that's not happening it it has to be a throwing progression it has to be well prepared and so that's a side note for any parent or coach or any there if you get an email or you get an ad on social media that says add five miles per hour in three days it's gimmicky and you're probably going to put yourself in a position for an injury so um a throwing program is an intentional plan year round um that works on progression system (laughs) so you're saying there's no get rich quick scheme on velocity there is not or else i'd still be playing (laughs) i know right well let me let me i actually had another follow-up but i want to ask about that because i mean you spent 
your entire life around the game, basically, and now you specifically focus on arms and throwing. Um, what would you say to the parent who is maybe not, you know, it's one thing if you're, if you're 17 years old and you're, you know, you're throwing 81 miles an hour, you're probably not going to be at 95 before next season. Right. Um, but what would you say to the kids? So there's such a spectrum. Like I, I even look at our nine U team, which is a pretty good team, um, relative to their peers. And we've got a guy that maybe throws literally 59, 60, uh, but he's also kind of a, a physical specimen, if you will. <laughs> he's just super, he's, he's very mature physically for his age and he's, and he's big. Uh, but then I've also got kids who are good athletes and they're good players, but maybe they throw 41 and that's almost a 20 mile an hour difference at nine U. What would you say to parents? And again, I don't want to get off track, but to parents who might be worried about the kid who is only throwing 43 when, you know, maybe they see guys at 50, 52, 54, uh, it, you know, and they're, and they're nine. Is it too late for them to be a, a, a high school 17-year-old who actually throws 85, 87, 88? No. And what I would say to the parent that's worried about that is what Aaron Rodgers would say to the Green Bay Packers fans, which their shirt's made up about this, which is just relax. That's what he said. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely not. So I, I was always number two in my Little League, and the jerseys back then – we're always based on size, right? So the first five or six numbers, for us, this is just how, I don't know if this always happens, but for us, the first five or six numbers were smalls, seven through 11 were medium, and then so on and so forth. And my number was always number two because I was the second smallest kid on every team, really, until I was 12, 13. My driver's license was, I was 5'11", 135. So a pipsqueak, right? Yep. I develop late. I'm 6'2", 195 now. I topped out at 97 off the mound. And I I didn't hit 85 until my junior season. Um, and so it was a later development. Now, I can remember in All-Stars, this kid on Quartz Hill, his name was Justin Stofik. He was 10 years old, looked like he had a mustache, and he threw absolute cheddar. It was probably like 75 or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was unbelievable velocity for that age where we were terrified to go into the box and guess what in high school Justin Stofik still threw 75 or 80 miles per hour because he was just a big kid at that age and so everybody's journey is going to be different especially I can't stress this enough to the parents of a I mean it doesn't really matter what age it is but especially under 12 years old it does not matter what velocity just foundations fundamentals building the body will progress how the body will progress and velocity chasing at that age is nothing but a detriment and especially if the kid can sense that a parent because i've had parents on the phone with their kid in the car and i can't just begin to tell you the mental dynamic there where the kid's in the car and the dad's saying right next to him my kid's not throwing hard enough what can we do and then he's digesting that mentally, the kid is, and he's trying too hard um, or whatnot. And so it, it's never too late. Um, we've had college students that developed at a different age or figured out something mentally where they could release a little harder and add some velocity and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just, just relax, trust the process is another big one of our sayings. And the arm will <laughs> develop the way it's supposed to develop if you take your arm care and conditioning seriously over years and years. Yep. Oh, that's good. And, and I know it's, it might've seemed like a little bit of a, 
of a, of a, you know, rabbit hole that I was going to go down there, but it's a common theme that I try to talk about around just chill out, just relax. It's, it's, you're not going to get left behind. I, I, the year my brother was drafted, there was another kid drafted, um, first round supplemental. Uh, he didn't even play. I didn't even make the all-star team when he was, you know, nine, 10 years old. Right. And then he turns into a high school All-American, goes to an SEC school, is an All-American in college. And now he's, you know, signing for several million dollars and playing professional baseball. And, and he was just average or below. Uh, and those aren't just one-offs. Like there's, to me, there's more of that than you see. Um, it was interesting seeing, um, my, with an 18 year old playing, you know, I, I kind of followed the, the local baseball circuit and so many of the kids that, um, I saw, I read about every day or that were doing well on their high school teams. You never, you didn't even know about them when they were nine, 10, 11, 12. And so they just developed and they had fun. And my big thing with this whole effort is, um, we want to do it right, but we also want to, um, be realistic and just have fun. Uh, because at these young ages, you know, nobody's getting paid. Nobody knows what the future holds. Um, so I appreciate that answer there. So, kind of going back to, um, your program. So do you have, does Jager, so I know Jager's got the J bands. We'll talk about some more here shortly on that, but do you have a youth specific program? So we don't have, we have a year round throwing manual. That's a throwing progression and build up specific based on off season, in season, summer, winter, um, all the different seasons of what you might be dealing with. And so there's, we try to stay away from like cookie cutter. This is the distance you should be at. This is the amount of throws you should do all that kind of stuff because every individual athlete is going to be different in their needs. But because of decades and decades of getting pounded with specific questions, Alan did put a, I believe it's in the off season section where he put a schedule of like, this is what a four to six week, program would look like you'll be at 120 feet then you'll be at 200 feet and this was for high school and college athletes because that's primarily what he was working with at camps and stuff but the exact same principles of the year-round throwing manual if especially if you just don't you could look at that as a guideline and just cut the distances in half for a 9 10 11 12 year old but the year-round throwing manual more than just that schedule goes through the why behind this is what you should do in the off season this is why you should build up. This is the most important things to focus on in season because it's in season maintenance. It's not like I said, you can't call in the middle of the season and want to implement a velocity adding throw uh, program. But we do have the year round throwing manual where it goes through literally every single thing that you should be doing based on where you're at. And um, if you're doing it for youth athletes, 12 and under 13 and under stuff like that, you can keep it very, very simple um, and just implement the fundamentals from that manual. Got it. Okay. Let me ask you another question. And I'm sure this is probably covered in that, but, um, one thing that I fight a lot, I've, I've talked about it before, but I still see it, um, not being kind of implemented, but how important is just time off? I know when, when I played, you know, we were, uh, spring baseball and went into summer, but then we started either football or soccer, or maybe we played basketball in the wintertime. And it seems like kids are going year round, Uh, And I feel like much of that is driven by the fear of missing out or their kid's going to get left behind or whatever. But how important from an arm, just an arm care perspective is taking, you know, when the season's over two weeks, three weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, how how important is that time off? 
very important, especially at a young age, especially with a developing body. Um, we could get into the mental part of it where you're going year round. And I'm actually excited because we're probably getting close to when this dynamic changed. Because I was like you, I played baseball, then soccer, then basketball, golfed, like everything. And so baseball was spring. And then, you know, maybe summer all-stars and then you move on. But we're probably getting close to when that, like, dynamic switched in American youth sports where travel ball became more and more popular and kids were playing one sport all year round. We're getting closer to those first batch being adults. And I want to talk to them about that dynamic and how that worked. And Because I never experienced year-round baseball until I was much older maybe even because even in high school I played soccer as a senior in high school so I didn't really get year-round baseball until college um and so but to answer your question directly as I get on a side tangent as always very important and at a younger age 13 under I would say at least four to five weeks just mentally to get away from the game have some fun go play video games or something else just to kind of relax but for the arm like for pro guys and for you know typically it's two to four weeks of nothing don't pick up a ball you don't even need to do arm circles or bands um you just need to relax let your body kind of heal and then when you do come back out you can just do arm circles and bands for two or three weeks two or three times a week just to keep you know from atrophy occurring in the shoulder stiffness you're just keeping range of motion so that when you do start up you're not at square one you're at square two or three but it's very important to give at least a couple times a year at that age you know i would say two to four weeks and if you asked alan it might be three to five it might be one to three but we're all going to be in the same um arena in that answer which would be you absolutely need time off physically and mentally got it yep uh, appreciate that. Uh, and so let's do this. I don't want to go too far off because we talked about maybe getting back together and doing another episode on this, but, uh, you mentioned the mental aspect of it and really on, on Jager sports, the very first line, I think of your about page, uh, says that, um, Jager sports is a Southern California based organization specializing in arm health, arm conditioning for baseball, which we've talked about, but it also says mental training, so I don't want to go too deep today because I think that's probably um, and it's it's super important, but it's probably another thirty minute conversation or more. But talk about the mental aspect. You just kind of hit on it, but the mental aspect of taking some time off as well. Yeah, I mean it's mental rest. I think the mental game is extremely important on the field for high school, college, and professional athletes. That's typically what separates good from great is the guys that have it mentally. But at a younger age, the mental game to me means more fun, fundamentals, um, not as much like that 99%, um, you know, dealing with adversity on the field. It's more, are we allowing the athlete to fall in love with the game for the right reasons? Are we allowing the athlete to mentally enjoy themselves? Are we allowing the athlete to mentally be a kid as well and not have everything revolving around this month we go here, this month we go here, and it's 12 months, take no days off. You know, they might get a day off on Christmas. Um, that's what the mental game for you sports is to me, is development, um, nurturing, affirming, and just building human beings so that once they do get up into high school, college, 
if they're fortunate enough to play professional level, they're more grounded human beings. They're more relaxed. Everything's not revolving around the sport and the results of the sport. And they can apply those intricacies that we work on here um, when we might be doing one-on-one or team mental trainings with, you know, where we're talking about visualization and process and stuff like that. But mentally, for the youth, like I said, I would I would keep it more revolved around fun. If you're a parent, that's the most fun times. That's the times I look back on with my dad. I don't think about a game where he was proud of me because I hit a home run. I think about going to the park when no one was there and him finding a trash can to put behind home plate so I could try to throw balls into it from center field. That's what's fun. And so if you can keep that perspective that's what the mental game is. Your kid will just have so much more fun. The athlete will have more fun. You'll have more fun, and there'll be much more um, progressive mental development as the journey goes along. Absolutely, and I've found that with myself. It's you know obviously this is about the kids, but just selfishly, I as a dad and a coach, I have so much more fun when I just relax and let it go. You know, just let him have fun. If he strikes out, he strikes out. Like it's a problem when the strikeout affects the dad more than it affects the kid yeah and, yeah <laughs> um, i see that every week yeah and just a side little story the ceo of jager sports jim batcher um he played professionally played for 15 years he made it to the to the big leagues as an outfielder and kind of got the what i call and I, there's plenty of guys that played professional baseball that still have crazy egos but he got the ego part of the game out and he's got a 14 year old and a 12 year old and um they play u sports and everything and he could care less about the results he is all about just having fun no one in the league really even knows that he played professionally because if they did i'm sure it would change the dynamic big time but i've gone to a couple of his son's games where he's just so nonchalant and and kind of chilling out, which he's seen the game at the highest level. If there's anybody that can nitpick a little little league game, it would be him. But watching the the other parents and just the hands up, the palms up when their kid makes a mistake or something, um, like you can laugh about it, but then it also breaks your heart because I remember, you know, look at you make a mistake and you can kind of see out of the corner of your eye in the stands the reaction and sure and that sticks with you for sure. Yeah, and I made this comment the other day, and then we'll get back on to arm care, but I made the comment the other day that there's some teams that just aren't very good that we have run into or we see, and they just, they have, but you can tell they're having fun. And, and my, my whole philosophy behind that is if, if, if they don't have fun, then they're not going to be around later to, to continue to develop. Like the kids aren't going to want to come back. So it's great if you have a team that's really good and they're winning everything uh, and they have fun at the same time, and that can happen. But so many teams, the, if the fun's missing, the kid is going to just wash out. And at that point, you're never going to be able to develop the arm. You're never going to be able to develop the swing. And so, you know, and, and I do want to say, because we've kind of gone away from the arm care here, but you do also, if you would give a 30-second plug, this is totally unrelated to arm care, uh, or Jager, but but uh, talk to us about athletes against anxiety and depression because we're going to have you back and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be a fun episode and it's more about mental health. And I founded the Athletes Against Anxiety and Depression Foundation um, in March of 2017, kind of because of my own 
panic attacks and depression that I dealt with pursuing professional baseball and all those expectations. But um, the foundation of that and my passion for psychology and mental health is because of my relationship with Alan Jager. And I fell in love with the mental training at 12 years old at his first camp, laying down in the grass, doing meditation. Um, So it's all connected with Jager Sports. He, you know, promotes my stuff tremendously or our stuff i call it our stuff because he's involved in it but yeah it's it's aaadf.org or if you google athletes against anxiety and depression um it's it all ties in it's the same thing keeping the game fun um getting therapy if you need it and just all that kind of stuff giving you the tools to be mentally healthy just like arm care arm conditioning (laughs) arm circles and bands are the tools to keep you physically healthy yep and and um we're like I said we're definitely if we can work it out with our schedules we'll have you back to talk about that because I think so much of what we do I mean the 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 physical piece will come but at eight nine ten like the kids don't even they don't even have control enough of their bodies to do a lot of what we ask or instruct uh but the mental aspect of it is going to last forever and so that's something that we've really got to talk about all right so before we finish up um I, I did have a couple specific questions and they may sound simple but one, you mentioned blood flow, and I, I want to ask about two things specific to maybe games and pitching. So one, and I see this a lot, but how important are, and you may laugh when I ask, but how important are wearing sleeves when it's cooler weather, when they're, you know, we got a lot of kids that are playing into the deep into the fall. Uh, seasons now start in February, but I, I, you know, I tell my kids if it's 60 degrees, I'm sorry, if it's 70, if, if it's below 70 degrees, you need to be wearing sleeves. I was a pitcher and I, I think I probably wore sleeves if it was below 80, but how important is staying warm, um, when you're throwing and playing? Tremendously important. And it's funny because I wore this thick Mizuno of all companies because Under Armour was huge when I was playing. Obviously it still is huge now, but there was like this thick Mizuno black undershirt that had long sleeves and I would I didn't if it was 95 I'd wear it um I liked being warm I liked having a lather and heat blood flow and range of motion are the key things to keeping you healthy because if you get cold and you perform a violent aggressive act you're more susceptible to injury and so anything that you can do sleeves being one of them to keep yourself warm we always talk about relievers you know like every odd inning maybe taking a jog doing some arm circles doing some bands um but yes warmth anything you can do to stay warm keep circulation going um is vital to long-term um health maintenance for sure Perfect. Um, and then another question I have is, and, and this isn't as much around, around heat, blood flow or range of motion, but it's all related. Um, we've been talking a lot lately on, around pitch counts and I see every weekend, you know, nine year old throwing hundred pitches or 125 pitches, and maybe they throw across multiple games in a weekend, but talk to me about pitch counts. And while that may not necessarily be exactly your specialty, I'm sure it's related. So what do you see? What are you hearing? Um, Should we be focused on it? Yeah, so um, it's definitely a hot topic. For the younger age, I mean, I need to be politically correct and kind, but there should be extreme focus on it because developing bodies, you have to do everything in your power to keep them healthy, and the athlete is not making the decision for you. So as a coach, as a parent – And I don't know what the exact number is. Uh, I know there's tremendous research. I know John Smoltz is big on this, and I forget exactly what it's called. Like, play ball through Little League has guidance or rules that they think um, 
is appropriate based on what age and if you throw a certain amount you need this many days off and I would just err on the side of caution at the younger age for the older age you know high school college professional athletes with a developed body um, it's more like stress induced pitches because when you're throwing 22 to 25 pitches an inning with the bases loaded and it's you tend to tense up more and so there's more tightness in your arm those pitches are putting more stress you're tearing a little bit more and you're going to need more recovery um whereas if you go 130 pitches and it's not very stressful you just happen to be striking everybody out in nine innings that's not as detrimental to your body um and so it's going to be a little bit of personal preference but to avoid having to focus so much on pitch count and all that stuff that's where our focus is always just on can we develop as much as we can really a bulletproof preparation foundation of strength and health before we even get to the mound so that we're prepared for whatever pitch count we're called upon you know within reason we're not throwing 250 pitches or something sure yeah and again, guys, it's all related, right? So um, I think or going back to the the plan, it's about having it's it's about being intentional. And I've talked about this before too. You really, as coaches and parents, need to be intentional with everything um, that we do, uh, really in life, I guess, but uh, on the baseball field because, as China just said. Uh, the kids aren't really making any, I mean, about the only decision they're making is where to throw the ball on the play. And half the time I hear coaches yelling in the middle of the play, what to do there too. <laughs> so the, the kids aren't really making decisions uh, based on how they feel and, and, and what they feel. So uh, it is important to kind of keep all this in mind. So we've talked a lot about um, arm care and conditioning. And uh, of course, the purpose of this isn't necessarily to sell J bands or your throwing program, but I, I, it's something that, that my older son has used um, a ton of pro guys and college guys and high school guys use the product. Um, how can listeners um, purchase a J band or get your throwing program? Yeah. So if you go to jagersports.com or just Google Jager sports, it'll be the first website that comes up. Um, there's J bands for J bands are typically for the adult version or 13 and over. We have elite bands now in that size, which elite just it's just our two tone bands. It's two different colors. Um, and then we have junior bands that are specifically designed for the 12 and under age group. They're half the tension of the adult. Um, and then the best part, in my opinion, about our website is there are so many free resources. There's a whole video library of frequently asked questions um, under the resources tab. There's all the articles Alan has written over the years, in-season program, off-season program, off-season program if you can't get outside for inclement weather, um, what can you do indoors to keep your arm healthy and stuff like that. And so I would just advise people to just go check it out, you know, and kind of play around go out and see what the information you can find out there or on there. Um, I'm thinking out there because of course we're in Los Angeles and there's a police siren going on right next to us, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Life happens. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, jagersports.com And this is our passion. Um, I told Kevin before we started recording is, you know, this is, we've all lived the program. There's only three of us here, Alan Jager, Jim Batcher, and myself, um, we have some help from people with packaging and stuff like that. But um, if you email, like on the site there, there's going to be our email addresses. It comes straight to us. You'll get one of the three that has lived it for decades. And it's literally our passion. And so when a dad reaches out with a question or a mom reaches out, 
that's like what gets us up in the morning, gets our blood moving. And um, so if you have any questions based on what we covered today, don't hesitate. And that's also at jagersports.com. Yep. And I'll, I'll vouch for that. I had reached out originally uh, to the guys at Jager uh, and actually Alan Jager responded to me and then connected me with China. And, you know, this is not, I'll say this, it's not a sponsored episode or anything like that. Um, I am, I've got to figure out how we're going to do it to, to include the most people, but um, China has been gracious enough to donate uh, a few J bands that we're going to give away to listeners. So I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how that we're going to do that so that we can, um, get those in your hands. But, um, I just I, quickly, I'm looking at the, at the website. Now there's so many links, there's resources, there's media, there's a, a link called Jager sports U, And it just talks about, I mean, I'm just reading the top few headlines here, uh, listening to your arm, mind and body awareness, off season, long toss. Like we could talk about this for, for days. Uh, but there's videos. I, I also wanted to say, you're not just going to get a, a J band and then have to figure out how to use it. There are exercises, um, that show you exactly what to do. Uh, so I think this is something that is, is really cool. The other thing I just want to, we talked about at the very beginning, guys, this doesn't mean if you have a seven, U uh, coach pitch kid that you should go out and buy a full set, the throwing program and just, you know, make this a job. I'm really big on at the, at the time our kids feel that they're doing a job or, or forced to do something, they're going to lose interest. Um, but I think, two parts today, right, that we want to talk about it or that we wanted to hit on was one, just informing the listeners about arm care and why it's important. And then two, providing the resource if and when your child or your team is ready. Uh, and I think, um, for example, my nine U team, there's probably one or two guys that need to be doing this today. And then there's probably seven or eight that, that don't. Uh, but it doesn't mean we don't need to know about it and, and, and consider it um, and, and keep it in mind as we go into the next year or the next year. So, um, okay, cool. Uh, China, again, I really appreciate you joining. Is there anything, maybe a closing statement or comment or thought that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, no, absolutely. First off, thank you so much for not only having me on, but for what you're doing and for why you're doing it. Um, I think that's what makes the athletic community as a whole and definitely the baseball community just so special is, there's a lot of people doing it for the right reasons, and that's for the development of the game, the athlete, and everything like that. And my kind of closing thoughts that I'll leave the listeners with is, you know, I think I'm always about action steps and stuff you can take away. And so I think, you know, with arm care and conditioning, if you are involved with a youth athlete, if you're a parent, or if you are lucky enough and you've been blessed with the responsibility of leadership of being a coach at the youth level, it's just introducing the arm care and like Kevin said he's got a couple that need it and a few that don't and that's fine but at least introducing them to arm care kind of body awareness taking care of themselves um, keeping the game fun please do that um, because we see enough of the opposite and then if you're ever in doubt I think a lot of times decisions um, that are made poorly is because we don't necessarily feel we're educated to make our decision and so it's easier to not do something or something but if you're ever in doubt on what you should do just remind yourself to be a human being because i think a lot of times when you're in a position of leadership you, you feel like you've got to exercise power or you've got to be so structured or this or that but just try to remember when you were a kid and what you would have responded to what type of leadership 
how would you have been wanted to, you know, we're talking about arm care. How would you have wanted to been introduced to arm care? But at the end of the day, just remember to be a human being. Remind your kid of the why. Why are you preaching at them the way you're preaching at them um, and that good stuff. And you'll just, you'll have fun along the way. I think Kevin mentioned that earlier in the episode where, you know, it's fun as a dad or a mom or a coach to kind of go on the journey um, with the athlete. And I know I had a blast with my dad for, you know, I was lucky enough to play 20 years and I'll never forget the silly stuff him and I did just, you know, driving to showcases or whatever it was. And the journey will last longer, the more fun the journey is. And so just keep it fun, be human and uh, be intentional with Kevin said. That's why we're going to be friends because I I only care about intention and reflection. Have intention with your life and then reflect on what you're doing well. Keep that. Reflect on what you're not and change it for the better. So those would be my closing statements. <laughs> Perfect. No, I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, that's great. And and we'll definitely we'll stay in touch. We'll do it again. We're going to definitely get back together and talk about uh, uh, your athletes against anxiety and depression foundation and mental health in, in, in athletes. And that's something from, you know, I would say six year olds all the way up to, you know, our age and, and above. So again, uh, China, thanks again for joining us and look forward to chatting with you in the future. Yep. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the time today with China. I just want to encourage you to, to look into arm care and arm health. Some of you have a six-year-old and it's not really that big a deal right now. Some of you may have a 12-year-old and it is, and some of you may have a 10-year-old and it could be, I don't know. Uh, but I think that we went over some good information today. Again, my, my purpose today is not to um, promote Jager Sports, although I think they're doing a great job. I think they've got a great product and they're certainly an industry leader. Um, I'm getting zero compensation from anything today, except um, I've got the five sets of J bands and their year round throwing manual, and we're going to give those away. So here's what you got to do. Um, couple things. I'm, I'm really trying to grow the Facebook group because I'm, I know people are missing out on the emails. And so I think a lot of people hang out on Facebook. So um, what I need you to do is in order to, I guess, enter to win, if that's the way I want to say it, you have to be a member of the, uh, of the uh, Facebook group that I've started. It is titled Youth Baseball Parents and Coaches. What I'm going to do is link that in the show notes or the written version. So if you go to getelbowup.com, you can look for the post called All About Arm Care, Arm Health, and More with China McCarney from Jager Sports. Some of you may have already joined. Um, you can also look up Elbow Up Youth Baseball on Facebook, and I've linked to it. Um, if you are not on Facebook, I do not want to exclude you. I think that based on surveys I've done in the past, 90 plus percent of you are. But if you're not and you don't want to, totally fine. You still get a chance. Email me, elbowup at substack.com. That's elbowup at substack.com. That will come to me. Just say, hey, I don't have Facebook, but I want to be entered for the drawing. And what I'll do is I'm going to take everybody that emails me, everybody in the Facebook group, and um, I'll put everybody in a randomizer and I'll pull out the five people. I'll also announce that um, winner um, over the weekend on the Facebook group as well as um, put that in an email to you guys so that you see it. So again, all about arm care. I just encourage you to have these conversations with your coaches, do the research, um, send me emails. If you have questions, comment on the email that you got from me, uh, 
announcing this episode. However, you need to get in touch with me. I'm certainly able to help. Also, uh, Jager Sports has a really good Twitter. Um, I don't know on, on some of their other social media, but they're really engaged and, and will be glad to answer questions as well. So thanks again to China McCarney and Jager Sports for um, coming on the show today and, and sharing information. If you want to have them back and you want to go deeper, let me know that as well. And until next time, have a great week. Mm-hmm.